Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast with your host, John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now, here's your host, John Fedro. Okay, welcome. Thank you so much, Paul, for being here. You look great. All right. <laughs> investing out of Florida. Please tell... Uh, Tell everybody, uh, just give us a sort of a 30-second uh, Reader's Digest version of your real estate investing history thus far. Well, again, an investing uh, sort of a thing outside of my own regular homes that I've owned, which has been about eight of them from moving around the country. Uh, I started uh, looking for something to help me out in my semi-retirement, so to speak, here in Florida and came across the uh, uh, mobile home ad in Craigslist. And then after I had bought one, I went looking for help in doing it and found the mobile home formula. So, uh, so that's basically I started a year and a half ago at this point in time uh, in doing that. My history is uh, I'm working on about six different mobile homes since then. Excellent. So that's what I've been involved with. Beautiful. Out of those six mobile homes, um, could you tell us a story of your what you would consider the, the best deal that, that, that you've had? Well, again, the, the, the best deal to me so far is um, the, the two original homes that I bought a year ago uh, led me to a, uh, I guess, uh, into a mobile home park that I bought one of them, and we started an agreement with the people that own the park. It's a resident-owned park, not a family-owned, I mean, not a family-owned, it's a resident-owned park. And uh, they had some units, we got talking, they had some units or people lined up to come down here for the season and didn't have any units to do it. Well, I'm a handy guy, and I have a couple other people that are pretty handy. And uh, we, we finished up like three units for them for the season, uh, and we ended up getting 75% of the seasonal rental, and then we have the option of selling them all, uh, and we get the 100% sale price. So um, one of them we sold, uh, we put about $2,000 in and sold for, or we got out of it around $11,000, and then actually the best one so far is the one I just closed yesterday where we uh, put in about $1,400. We got uh, $3,000 in seasonal rental and then another $7,500 uh, from the gentleman that bought yesterday. Congratulations. So, now, you're, yeah, you're, you're a unique case because you're, you, you have a lot of the same qualities that everyone else has with regards to being a su successful investor. You're, 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 you take action. You're not afraid to pull the trigger. You're getting educated. You're uh, disarming. You're a people person, and but you're you're dealing with mobile home parks, mobile home communities where the the land is resident owned. It's a, it's a co-op, so that is a unique situation, and I love it because in this mobile home investing business, there's so many different avenues that you can try to create a value and create profit, and. Bottom line is we're, we're in a people business and you're still working with people. You're doing things a little bit different, um, but it, it's great that you found this segment of a segment of real estate investing. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that real estate investing is just this one path this, and you have to choose what you're going to do and then do it. But you've created sort of a new experience for yourself and you're, you're fitting right in there. It's right in your home and... Excellent. Well, one, one of the other things, John, that makes it, I think, uh, unique from us talking to you and watching everything on the Facebook is I pretty much exclusively in 55 up communities right now. 
so that even makes it more unique. Um, and I think the, the other big factor, the more I thought about it after some of our conversations, the biggest factor here is I am in an area that basically doubles its population in the winter. Um, so a lot of other areas, we've talked about Tampa. Tampa's a, a, a still a big working town. It, it, it's got its, 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 its population is permanent all the time. We're here in the Bradenton, Sarasota area. Uh, you know, we're 50%. Right now it's great. I can get down the highway. Uh, but come uh, November through, uh, you know, February, March, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stick right here, right on the river and have a good time. <laughs> well, so. out of those six or seven deals that, that you've done in the past, what's something that you've, uh, what is something that, that you've learned uh, that, that was that was surprising? Um, I th the biggest surprise I've had is not so much what you have to do, but I will tell you, if anybody ever sees waffle floors again or what they call honeycomb floors, uh, boy, you either be very good or stay the hell away from them. Um, that's the biggest thing I have found. Outside of that, I'm handy enough, and my partners and I are handy enough, that uh, there's not a lot that we've run across that we can't deal with. Um, I think the most, uh, like I said, the most surprising thing is what the materials it's made out of and the flooring's been the most surprise for us. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, root roofs have been okay. Uh, insulating down here in Florida because of the heat's been okay. Um, but again, the flooring probably, if that's what you're after, you know, when we get into one, what's the most surprising thing I look for? First thing I look for now is the floors. Okay. We'll go ahead and put a link in the description or the this, this page about the uh, honeycomb floors. The uh, Any surprises or... Um, uh, uh, epiphanies with dealing with uh, sellers or buyers or marketing the homes? Um, the biggest, I, I guess it's just the, the, the kind of people you run into is still a surprising thing every day, who, who you run into, who calls you, uh, and who's looking for what. To me, just the, the, the people that you meet are probably the most surprising. Um, uh, I, I guess also I must have to say, dealing with this one park, Bradenton Tropical Palms, which is resident-owned, it has been, for the most part, a very pleasant experience for both of us because they're allowing us to do this. Uh, and second of all, um, it, 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 um, they really are cognizant of a win-win situation, whereas I've talked to uh, family-owned parks, and they're not quite wanting to do that they they have they're, they're a little greedier and they want to keep everything to themselves so um, when i say family owned i mean you know it's just individual owned parks not corporate parks understood and you're saying that they're uh they don't want to work with you because they don't want the competition in there is that what you've experienced yeah i think it's something that scares them um uh, the the, the uh, for example um there's a place here called newbie management and Newbie Management runs uh, about 40 parks, from what I understand. Uh, I, I don't know whether it's just this area or not. But they run about 40 parks. And uh, the woman that's the manager of Braden and Tropical Palms, where I've been doing most of the work, actually, they had her give a scenario or give a talk on what we're, they're doing with us. Um, so we now have an end to other parks if I go looking for it. Uh, and I just want to finish up with Braden Tropical Palms before we move on. Uh, so, so you get a link and you get something there that's, that's moving on. But the management says, wow, wow, this is something different. They're even very happy with the trust setup. The, 
they, they don't question that. They, they, they're okay with it. Uh, just yesterday, the woman, uh, the manager, Kathy, I was talking to her. She's uh, the uh, collateral, uh, what is it, the COAVI, mm -hmm. and that's all she wants. She, she, the, the file's fine. She's, that's all she would like to know that the person's in there. Once they've been approved, that's all she needs. So okay, uh, it's it, real well in that one part uh, with the formula and the way the paperwork goes. What, what about the, uh, going back to the, the issue of the park, did, did you say before that the park had a little bit of resistance wanting you to invest in there without Kathy's sort of appro approval or without her saying how well you're doing over at her park? Was there a newbie, was there, was there an issue with, with, with newbie management allowing you to invest there in the, before you got this referral? Well, I think what I was doing is um, I may have not spoke correctly here. When I went to other parks that were owned by other people, not involved with movie management, uh, there, that's where um, the new idea comes to them, and they, they don't necessarily want to do that. Uh, they don't see the benefit in it yet, whereas newbie actually sees the benefit because we're the ones that are putting up all the money for the repair. We don't get a dime out of it until they get a dime out of it. And uh, so we, we front the labor, we front the repair, and uh, the other people just wonder it's too good to be true, you know, what's happening with it. So right now we have enough properties that we can uh, deal with with the newbie management, uh, managed uh, parks. Uh, we're going to ride that horse for a while and, and, and uh, see if we can continue to, to do well with that. So that's the model that, that, that you would like to keep du duplicating, where you put up the effort, you put up the marketing, you put up the material, and then the park would, would put up the home? At this point, I say yes, only because, uh, as um, you and I have talked before, I really am not comfortable with family parks down here, uh, from what I've seen. Um, and the family parks that I'm comfortable with uh, the investment in there is probably going to be twenty or thirty thousand dollars, which is a little bit more than I want to deal with. Uh, so I'm comfortable now with the fifty-five plus. Uh, actually, one of the things that's happened is I did put a home originally on Mobile Home Village. You had posted on Facebook that people do anything like that. Uh, I probably have fifty leads on Mobile Home Village uh, from Mobile Home Village. Of the fifty leads that I have. Uh, I'd only consider four or five of them maybe hot leads for, for buying. For buying. Uh, probably about 20 of them for seasonal rentals. And what has been happening down here is if we can get it ready for seasonal rental, we can get that booked ahead of time, know that we have some money coming in, and then part of the lease agreement is that they uh, allow us to show the home to the people that are here that now want to buy. Yeah. So... Um, and that's like the home that we just settled on yesterday. That's exactly what happened to that. It was one we finished it. Uh, they moved down here a week later for the season. Uh, we got $3,000 out of that. They just left the end of May. Or I'm sorry, the end of April. But they had paid through May, which is really nice, and, um, and, and, and sold it, and we had no downtime on it. But even if we did, we weren't liable for the lot rent. And it's, it's, they're not charging us lot rent. They're not charging us anything on those particular homes that we did. So. Great job using uh, the, the, the tools at our disposal, online and offline, to go ahead and line up and find buyers. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you found the past six or seven deals that you've already done? 
how I found them right now. How you how how you're finding those those homes to to invest in, and 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 how much on average you're 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 purchasing them for. Well, uh, I haven't paid a dime for for the last five. Uh, so uh, I, I, uh, one of the questions you posed on Yahoo is, "What's my worst deal?" My worst deal is the worst nightmare you can have here. Uh, I have one that I actually was keeping a year ago when I first started this, uh, and actually probably two weeks before I found mobile home formula. Uh, and I've been working on that probably for a year. Uh, and now I am in a lot rent there, and it's getting to be a, a problem. I need to get out of that uh, and, and, and get my efforts there. But I kind of, okay, I can make money over here, get cash money on one side, work over there. I, that means I leave the bad one. And my wife's on me about getting rid of the bad one so I can work over here. So I go back and forth, and, and uh, you know, I haven't paid anything for them. And, there's not, and I think there's plenty out here that I won't pay anything for. Other, our payment, if you will, is... Uh, the uh, materials that we end up putting in the mobile homes. Um, we have two storage units, which are mobile homes in a park that the people won't do anything with, that we don't pay anything for. And we, uh, we, we have cabinets in there. We have uh, ranges, refrigerators. Uh, you know, two of us are Craigslist addicts, uh, particularly when it's free. We go all over the place to stuff up. Um, uh, so this is why we, or how we can keep our costs down. We figure fifteen hundred dollars. The most we'll probably put in anything is two thousand dollars if we have to do something to the roof, uh, like we did on that uh, uh, the one that I put on Facebook, where we actually sealed the uh, shingles yes. and then re it with the uh, uh, elastomeric roof uh, uh, paint. Uh, that's a maximum two thousand. That's our working scenario right now. Okay. So. Well, a year and a half into this, what advice uh, could you give to somebody that uh, is looking at mobile homes uh, and is on the fence one way or another to, to start investing? I would tell you the way I've done it, or the way I've, listen, the way I've kind of moved into it, I, I, I wanted to really go the way that the mobile home formula sets out, exactly the way you set it out, looking at something, not a lot of repairs for it try to turn it over, stay in the family park. Uh, from reading everything with the Facebook and, and connecting with all those people and talking and going back and forth, I think that's still the way to go in most markets. Um, uh, and, and I wish I could go that way myself. But I think uh, at this point in time, the, mar the way I've gotten my market established and the way I've gotten my uh, scenarios established, I'm comfortable with that and I can do that. Um, most people, it appears, aren't really that comfortable with repairs and doing everything, hiring people to, or, or they have to hire people to do things. Uh, we can do most of it ourselves. Um, but as far as the whole mobile home formula and somebody else new getting into it, I say stick with what you're you're telling them to do uh, and showing them, uh, and uh, you know, get on that Facebook and, and just watch the, the interaction and communication for people that post things out there. I think it's a fabulous way to go. You know, I've convinced one of my partners. He really loved it. He, he's in, he's it's you know he gets the information from me and and he'd never done anything like that. He was just a home repairman, and um, uh, and he he was very willing to contribute his labor and, and everything else doing that when we sat down and laid out what the possibilities are. Oh great, great. 
Paul, thank you so much for, for being on here and, and talking about this uh, for the past 10, 10 minutes or so. I know a lot of people have gained a lot, a lot of value um, and just hearing someone else that's actually doing this and in the field. So thank, thank you very much. The ideas and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only. If you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes, please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends. 